Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, all. This is Tahim back with Practical Spirits through the Seek to Teach podcast. And we're going to pick up today. I'm going to check to see when my co-host dials in. But we're picking up on the anointing. We had a slight clerical error last year, last week with the production, whereas the show went 15 minutes. We were expecting to do the 30. And this is the day that we had the opportunity to link back up and get a further discussion on the anointing. So once I see my co-host there in the queue, I'm going to go ahead and just bring him on with us. I I have slightly different format. I want to open up with a question um, on this one as opposed to just going into our previous thoughts. So as soon as I see him there, I will bring him on. But um, just to recap, for those that didn't hear the uh, didn't hear the last broadcast, we had a 15-minute show last week. And the focus of that show, we were talking about the anointing. And um, we only had a few minutes just to kind of open up some lines of dialogue between ourselves. It's not one of those things that we were looking at any type of misnomers or metaphors or anything. Um, but, yeah, give me, a, give me a moment here. I'm just going to shoot him a text, let him know that we're on, and I'll just keep going regardless. But, um, yeah, what we um, – we didn't have anything we didn't have anything that was like any specific misnomers or or metaphors but it's <clears throat> both of us kind of recognize that we come from a place where we're we weren't completely sure as to what the anointing is and and I don't mean that currently but we'll we'll take a look we'll just kind of um go over the go over some of the things we or we were going through. I'm going to bring my host on. I see he's available and uh so we'll open up. Um brother Rob, you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing, brother Sahim? How's everything? <clears throat> good, good. Um how about yourself? Everything is well. Been a challenging week, uh but everything is well. Everything is well. Okay. Yeah, I can definitely concur. There's definitely been some been some some challenges uh, my way as well, but I am still thankful that you know we have the opportunity here. I'm always grateful for the opportunity to speak, um, and for for one thing, yes. to be able to speak, having um, some of the ailments I have dealing with breathing, and then on top of that, the opportunity to speak against to speak in the name of the Lord. You know, I I, I love it. Yes. I appreciate that. So. Um, yeah, as yeah. I was um, right before you came on, I was just sharing with the audience. You know, we did a brief 15-minute introductory episode to the anointing, and I want to start this off. I'm going to start with asking you a question. People, I didn't send him a question ahead of time or anything. This is his first time hearing it. I thought about it probably moments before calling in, but um, my question to you, and this is related to our topic, the anointing. What is the difference between moving? under the anointing, or in exercising a spiritual gift? Well, well, I, I would have to go as with, with the scripture talked about even gifts. Gifts, uh, gifts and callings are without repentance. So uh, moving in a spiritual gift, um, the gift that you have, uh, you, you don't lose the gift that you have. So you can move in that gift whether it's, whether it's if God wants you to move in the gift or not, that's the difference in men uh, uh, operating under the anointing. 
under the anointing, you know that God has purpose at that specific time. He has purpose and requires you to perform a specific task at that specific time. Now, gifts, as we see, folks turn on and turn off the gift. They, they, there's nothing there to, to guide them in the gift as it relates to the anointing un, under the auspices of God's command. But they, they just because they know how to do something well and they have been gifted to do it, the difference is are you doing it according to that time as God has allowed you to do it or are you doing it because you have the ability to do it? See, you get the gift is ability to do, but when you underrate, when you un- operate under the anointing of God in the gift, then it's the ability to do, but as God has commanded and has ordered for you at that time to do. So that would be the difference. That's my question uh, as far as answering that, uh, Okay. That's, that's a good response. And there's something interesting that you said in that um regarding, you know, the, the gift and, and the timing. So um, one one thing that I, I would say that I've noticed, and you did mention that the gifts and callings are without repentance. So we know that. And we know that if we're given a gift. Sometimes it takes um, the spirit to reveal to us or even a mentor or um, another, someone right. older and someone um, that's more seasoned to reveal to us, hey, right. you're gifted in this area. Maybe you should research that. You know, I've actually... Um, with, with with some people, especially during the time when I was studying gifts, I would recognize something in a person and ask them, okay, well, have you ever thought about this? So, you know, that that's their gift that's there that was given. Right. But um, the thing that you were saying about the anointing was that, you know, the anointing, that's not something that remains. That's something that lifted. And you have different levels of right. the anointing. <clears throat> but, but you think right. about, you know, um, when in David in Psalm 51, one of his things, David recognized his gifts. That's that's one thing. He recognized what what he was gifted at doing, and you know his. I would say one of his gifts is not um, written out as the way that we look at gifts today, as far as the way Paul puts it in the New Testament. But David had a really a, a great gift of praise and a great gift of worship, and yeah. and it wasn't just not only was he musically inclined, but his writing, you know, the, just the powerful writing, the powerful prayers, things of that nature. He had that. But even with these things, he asked in Psalm 51, he said, take not thy anointing from me. So and, right. and David, David had to say that because he he was, he was saw when the anointing lifted from Saul. And David's like, well, right. I don't want that to happen under any circumstance. Right. So that was his point of reference there. So that was good right. the, the way you brought that out. Um, there with the anointing. You know when you and um, when you talked about God. Saul, you know, not to cut you off. When you talked about Saul, uh, even in the scripture where it talked about uh, when he had to tell, when he told Samuel, as Samuel was mourning, and he, and he told Samuel, he said, "Listen," he said, "I have re- rejected Saul." Now, what was he saying? He was saying that the gift that Saul had, I haven't taken away the gift that Saul had. He said, but the position that Paul was, that Saul was sitting in, meaning the anointing of the king, that's what I have rejected. See, 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 as the right. king, the position itself was anointed by God. But there was right. a gift that he was operating in. That's what God had rejected, not the position of the king, the anointing of the king, 
But his, him operating in that position, that's where you see what God had rejected Saul. Because people are asked and say, well, he still was the king after he said that. Yes, he was. Because the position itself was anointed. The king's position was okay. anointed by God. You see what I'm saying? The king's so can position I say, was so, anointed. So can I say that regardless of um, how outlandish things may seem or regardless of what I disagree with in these impeachment hearings with um, with President Trump, would right. that be safe to say that President Trump is anointed of God? Exactly. I, I, I do believe that he has been anointed uh, by God for this time for, for specific reasons that only he knows. And, and if okay. we don't understand, if we don't understand that there are some things that only God knows, then we will start judging even for the acts that some believe that He's committed. You see what I'm saying? Right. But we still right. know so, that it has been allowed by God. It has been allowed by right. God right. for Him to be right. in His position. Yeah, and and what I think about, you know, um, it's interesting that 13 is. Um, is recognized as a number of rebellion, um, you know, and the, mm-hmm. the thing I, I think about is actually out of um, Romans 13, one, I believe, when it says, when Paul says, let every soul be subject into the higher powers for the powers mm-hmm. that we are ordained of God, and they that resist, mm-hmm. they, they resist the very ordinance of God and bring mm-hmm. to damnation. That's that's roughly paraphrasing a little bit, but that's Romans 13, 1 and 2. So right. if it says right. the powers that be are ordained of God, now that does not say that we have to acquiesce and we just are in full support of all that they're doing. What we need right. to do, our responsibility, right. we need to be careful of what we say, what we what say we out of say. our mouth when we're talking about right. any and any authority in our life. We have to be careful right. what we're saying because we're right. bringing on judgment. We're bringing judgment right. on to, to ourselves. And, you know, we know that right. we don't look at God as just as an Old Testament figure just standing there, with, you know, with a lightning bolt, like a Greek god or something, just looking to strike us down. He, he's not, he doesn't right. take pleasure out, out of punishing us or bringing us his justice. Right. That's not what it is. But we do have to understand as far as, you know, we're, we're living in an age of grace. But there are certain things that, you know, we, we walk into we, and we bring about on ourselves that really it doesn't right. even have to be direct a direct connection from God the Father, but it's just a, a right. direct reaction of sin. Like let's say every action there's the equal and opposite reaction. So right. Right. sin is something sin is a actual thing that, you know, is not just, oh, what I did this or that ask for ask for forgiveness. But it's something that right. brings darkness into our life. It's something that separates right. us from God. And while we're in that separation period, we can easily bump our heads because we're walking in darkness. Right. So right. I just think that's something just interesting is to think about. You know, I can honestly say that um, there haven't been many presidents that I've trusted or I've uh, been a been a fan of. I, I will definitely say right. that. But on the other right. hand, um, I've learned to not speak against that authority, I, I've learned not to speak against the to speak against the authority, even if it's an action or something that I don't like. That I want to comment on, I'll do that. But it's to a point. I have to be careful right. when it's right. dealing with the anointing, and and we have to relate this back to leadership, to our pastors, you know, to our elders right. in, in church, right. and 
no no one is perfect. Any any position right. can be corrupted, and even if it's not right. corrupted, there's there's not a person that are going to just one hundred percent they're going to get it right every time. And we have to understand that, and right. we have to look at them through the right. eyes of compassion, saying, that, "Hey, they're just right. trying to figure it out." And this, now that's not to right. say if we see that they're blatantly leaving leading right. others down the wrong path, that's one thing. Right. But no, I, I mean you right. know if, if it's something that we don't agree with, and we can speak to them respectfully and love and move it on. Well, you know, Taib, I think a, a, a lot of that can be solved if we if we even look at each other through the eyes as, as Christ looks at us. You know, if we if we look at each other that way, you know, I think a, a lot of things wouldn't happen that does happen at times. You know, um, one thing that I do know that the Christian, the Christian believer, uh, understanding what God says about authority, uh, they should be the really. They should be the ones. We should be the ones stepping in to bring the understanding when we do hear people talk against the president, no matter who it might yes. be. You know what I'm saying? Because we right. have a relationship with God and know God, and we know that God allows presidents. He allows kings, but it was only for His specific purpose. And only he knows about it. Only he knows about and it. See, so I think we go ahead. And see what what happens what happens with that, there's a narrative about us as black Christians anyway. You've heard it from other religions, you um you know, you hear it from even um in some case white supremacists, but there's the narrative that the black American Christian, you know, is Christianity it has been indoctrinated through slavery. And, and that right. we're, we're trying to break away from, you know, what it is that the slave master taught us. Now, just mm-hmm. to speak to power, just to speak reality to that, it is the reality that slave masters that, um, you know, when they're in the, in the process of colonizing and, and having slaves, yes, they did use um, Christianity. They did use the, use the Bible in a perverted manner to you know, point to just certain parts of scripture to say, okay, hi, hey, this is why slaves should love their master. And, you know, you, you're, mm-hmm. you're rebelling against God, basically, if you rebel against the master. And mm-hmm. what happens is I've heard um, different different people who try to debate me about religion, which I don't really debate with them, but different people mm-hmm. who try to debate me or try to bait, bait me in about, okay, well, this is not for the black man, you know, whether I've had... Um, whether I've had five percenters, I've had people that are um, of comedic science and um, even mm-hmm. the Nation of Islam, just, just different people saying, hey, you know, well, this is what the white man brought to you. This is not for the black man and black people who are doing this. You know, you can mm-hmm. say that they're Uncle Toms or uh, there's, there's, there's various things, coons and various things that, that, that we'd be called because of the unique mm-hmm. situation that brought us to Christ. And it's just interesting because we do know, I think we spoke on it before in Romans eight twenty eight when we know all things work together for the right. good of those that love Christ and that are called according to his purpose. So even right. though that was a horrible time and it's not saying that that's okay, I've heard some strange comments about slavery recently, um yeah. from like a yeah. particular rapper. But no, that's not saying that that's okay, that that's accepted or anything. But if right. one thing one good thing came out of that is the fact that we had a desire to develop a relationship with God. So even right. that, even though that, that slavery, even though that was a horrible thing and, and what happened is just over these amount of time, 
a part of that, I see anointing in that. Because if I look at right. where we are, as opposed to guessing of where we would have been if we were all back on the motherland or in the West Indies, you know, whatever our backgrounds are, you know, we have diverse backgrounds. Um, right. I don't know, you know, what, what where we would be, you know, or because um, right. you do have some that completely reject Christ and some that just haven't heard the, the message of Christ there. So it's it's just right. important not to get that not to get that twisted. So um, yeah, that, that was kind question, of a thought that I had. My my question though, even when because I have talked to Muslims the same as you, and they said this, I I always have one question. I always have one question that I ask them. And the one question is, okay, if you believe that the Bible is uh, well, everything that that you said, why would you take from it and believe only certain parts of it? You, you understand what I'm saying? If I'm going to believe in something, I'm going to believe in the whole thing. If if it's such an issue, how do you know that the part you pulling from the Bible is proof or not? You understand what I'm saying? Why would you even yeah. take certain truths from a book that you don't believe the whole thing in just to take certain truths for because, okay, I agree with this. I agree with this, but I'm not going to agree with that. But I'm not going to agree with that, but I agree with this. You see what I'm saying? How do you know what yeah. you're agreeing with is the truth according to you? You know, and, it, and it's well, funny because, because the one, well, well, let me let me say this. It's funny because every religion pulls from the word of God. To some degree, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? They're pulled yeah. scripture, yeah. but we we don't pull from nobody. You, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Everybody else pulls from the Bible, but they say this ain't true, and I understand the reason why because certain things have been, you know. I understand all that, you know. I understand all that, but if this is the anointed, since we're talking about the anointing, if this is the anointed book of God, why would you? Trust in something that you can't trust the whole thing in. You'll just trust the part that you pull from. That that I always well, what, what they have. Well, what we have between that, what I like to call the big three religions: um, Judaism, Christianity, and um, right. Islam. Which which right. all three of those have several spinoffs and, and denominations under them. But looking right. at the main three, going back to the source, um, you know, the right. point of demarcation is Jesus Christ. So um, right. you have some that'll say that he was a false prophet, some right. that say he's the Messiah, and some say right. that he was a prophet, but right. he has to repent. He was just a good teacher. He wasn't right. who he said he was, and he just has to repent right. for that. And what my right. what my question would be to that is, how do you acknowledge is is going to be black or white with Jesus? Either either he is who he said he was. Or he right. some, he were, or he was some kind of lunatic. He was an evil right. lunatic looking to just lead right. people to, to to death. He, he you know he, he could right. be a part of like listed as it, it, listed with the Hitlers, the Jeffrey Dahmers, the thing. He could be listed amongst these people in history if what he right. was doing, because that that would be the ultimate cult. Don't get me wrong. Right. But if if what right. if he if what he was doing was off, it's, it's not. It's not going to be okay. Well, he was right, right here, but kind of wrong here. No, it, it, it's completely black or white. You know that we talk right. about gray areas where there are no gray areas dealing with Jesus. Jesus didn't mention there facts. No Jesus let areas. you know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah. yeah he, so I mean, he, you, you he can't you know. say don't. 
That's right. He'll let you know that he is the anointed one. See, and, and this and this is the, this is the problem. Uh, you'll say he's a prophet. You'll say that, but Jesus Himself made the claim that He is the Son of God. He is the anointed one. So how is it that you would take just the prophet part and 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 trust in the book where Jesus is making all these claims that you say that the Muslim and everybody else say untrue, but you will accept the part of Him being a prophet, but you don't want to accept the claim when He said that. He is him that was sent from God. You understand what I'm right. saying? It, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm no, not going to pull. I, I'm not going to pull from a source that's part truth because I don't know what part of the truth that I'm pulling from if it even is the truth. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I, it, 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 right. If I'm going to pull from a source, I'm going to believe that the whole source I'm pulling from is true, which which is the word of yeah. God. It's true. It, it, it needs right. no. It needs no help. It needs no outside influence. It needs nobody to support whether it's the fact or not. This is what we believe: that Jesus was the Anointed One. He has sent His anointing to His believers to do a work, and He is the Son of God. He's God in flesh. That's what we believe. So, and we believe the so whole how- Word of God in that. So how do you think, or what do you think about, what do you think about those that make false claims and attribute things to the anointing that's not? And and what I'm what I'm thinking of, we know that you know with, with Jesus, you know he's saying that you know the word doesn't need any additives. We don't need to add anything to the word, and we certainly shouldn't take anything away. We can we can accept right. the word as it is. Um, which which the word itself is anointed. That's that's one thing. So um, if anyone's questioning, oh, well, what's the anointed? Have I been in proximity? Well, first of all, if you're saved, you, you have the spirit of the anointed one living in you. Secondly, right. um, you have the word. You have the anointed word. Now, um, as, as far as someone being anointed or moving in the anointing, well, we know that I don't even know if we got to the definition, but that uh, the anointing is basically empowerment. And that right. empowerment is going to be something that allows you to do something beyond yourself, whether it whether it's using gifts or not. You could complete an right. anointed act and not be gifted in that area. Someone could sing right. the most beautiful song in any other day right. of the week. They're tone deaf. That the anointing That's can right. do that. But um, right. you know, how do you feel? How do you feel in terms of um, people? making false claims about the anointing, do you think that's something, yes, that they may be maybe not understanding what it is, or is it something that's kind of, you know, making making it seem extra deep or, you know, putting putting some extra spin on onto something yeah. for the purpose, I guess, to either glorify God or to point attention to themselves? But have you witnessed right. that, you right. know, as far as, false claims, you know, oh, that guy is so anointing. Oh, he sang under the anointing. Oh, he preached under the anointing. And you can kind of yeah, observe yeah. that that's, that's not the same thing you got there. Well, the, the anointing, it, it relates to one thing. It, well, we know, like you said, the definition, the definition is the empowerment by God to perform a specific task. So when you look at the, the anointing, it equates to one thing, the truth. And that's the measuring that that's the measuring tool through the word of God. It's the truth. If if what you're saying to me, is it based on truth or is it based on what you think? Now, cause now look, 
the Bible says, in the beginning was the truth, okay? Now, there are many truths, but there's only one truth. You understand what I'm saying? The Bible, the Word of God, is one truth, and the anointing does not operate against the one truth. That means the validity of the truth of the Word of God. What God says in this Word is what it is. Uh, I'm thinking of the Apostle Paul, and the Apostle Paul made a statement. And the Apostle Paul said, if I, now listen to what he said, if I or an angel from heaven come and bring not this doctrine, let that man be accursed. That's the anointing in the, in, 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 in the totality of the anointing. If you bring a doctrine or bring something that's not under the truth, according to God's word, it is not under the anointing. It is not under the anointing. And even in our experiences, our experience still lines up with truth. Because guess what? It's our truth. And then when we apply our truth to the truth, we say, hey, even in our experiences, there was anointed time that we went through certain experiences. Uh, uh, Let's look at Israel. There was anointed. There was anointing there for them to go in the wilderness. Why? Because God was performing specific task in them. He said, I took you through the wilderness so you could see what was in your heart. That was a specific task that Israel was anointed for to go in the wilderness. The Bible even says that the devil was anointed for the day of evil. Now, can you imagine that? (laughs) Can you imagine that? That he made the devil for a specific task. God did. He made the devil our fiercest enemy for a specific task, really to bring us and to keep us in check and in line to God's truth. That determines the anointing or no anointing. Is it according to God's truth? Now, when you're talking about singing under the anointing of something, it still is to perform a specific task by God. Whether, right. whether one or two or three come to Christ because of your singing, if there has been a drawing, to God, through your voice, through your gifted voice, then that voice had been anointed for that specific one or two. Now, that's not yeah. getting to the different levels. There are levels of anointing, you know, as we talk, as I've learned, you know, uh, from the leadership over me. But, but that's just another level. There are levels. One level could be to draw, say, 100 people. Another level, that's why you have different pastors that have different numbers of, of members, right? You'll have one that has right. 200, 300 members, but then you'll have one that have 2,000, 3,000 members. It's according to God's specific per- purpose for that specific person, for that specific task. That's what the anointing is. Yeah, and, and with, that, with that said, just kind of when I think about it, you really – you really don't know, and we were talking about before about like not blaming the devil on on certain things, but um, right. you really right. don't know a person's makeup. And the scripture right. is still there: "Touch not mine anointed." Right? That's right. Touch not, That's not right. mine anointed. Do no harm to my prophets. So right. as we're dealing with our um, as we're dealing with our brothers and sisters, regardless of of how they feel or where we see they are, 
you got to be careful what you say about people. You really do because yeah. um, you could be yeah. speaking against something that could really yeah. much be ordained of God, you know. So we just yeah. have to be yeah. careful. And, and you know, yeah. that's our best policy. Mind our own business, <laughs> you know, yeah. and just keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. But, um, right. Right. yeah, but we, we, we have right. about um, about 60 seconds left. Um, if you could, go ahead and close. Go ahead and close us out with a 30-second prayer, sir. Yes, I will, sir. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this gathering. We thank you for the fellowship. We pray that the ears of the ones that heard be enlightened. We thank you, God, that you have anointed all of us for specific tasks, even the ones who don't know you at this prior time, and we pray that they come to know you. But, but even them, they have been anointed for specific tasks, so we thank you, Lord God, for your anointing, and your anointing operates according to your truth, being the word of God. We thank you that we believe and know that the word of God is the truth. The anointing of God is the truth according to his word. So we bless you, God, for all the ones that heard today. We pray that we, we were able to be used to give understanding on today, today's topic. Uh, we pray that every everyone who was heard, who has heard, had an ear to hear. They have been enlightened. And we thank you till we meet again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless.